a Lifetime original podcast. Ask for their contact. Make it seem like you want to send a thank you card. And then it'll just be me going, why aren't you listening to Lifetime too? You got something against me? I want a present. Okay. <laughs> I want a present. You see how big it is? She already tried to dress slutty. She up running around here asking for presents. You see? No. I this is why I keep most white women at a distance. Because Megan is wild. I love a Lifetime movie. See, I'm glad I don't have bridesmaids because Megan would betray my ass. This group is giving marching band. Amanda's stirring the pot. She is adding seasonings. No, no, no. If you're going to be cheating at someone's birthday party, that's a quickie in the bathroom. Everybody knows that. I said, you know what? I would give anything for a psycho stripper right about now. (laughs) I didn't do those things, but they happened. So someone did. Things just always seem to happen here around. None of this adds up and I'm worried. I'm worried someone's trying to hurt you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I'm one of your hosts, weary as hell, leaking all over my damn house. Nail me a parakeet. You're not leaking. Honey. <laughs> you made it sound like you're leaking. I feel like I'm leaking too, Megan. The leak is everything uh, leaking, okay? And I'm here with my host, my co-host, a person who hears from me 12 times a day and hasn't rejected me yet, <laughs> which makes her better than my own mama, Megan Gale. <laughs> also leaking. I'm leaking. My home is leaking. LA, I mean, there is trouble in California. Absolutely. Climate change is real. Climate change is real. I need y'all to know that two days ago, I did a we did our final walkthrough of our wedding venue, just kind of like going over details and just kind of looking at whatever. Had it been vandalized? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god, this the movie today is like so perfect, you guys. But let me tell you this though: we're doing the walkthrough. It starts to hail. Hail came mm-hmm. down in Highland Park. Yeah, on a. Wednesday afternoon. I say climate change is real. I can't hear nobody's mouth. I need Greta to handle this. And I'm sorry, the whole future of the world is on this one girl's shoulders. But Greta seemed to be the only one who said, I'm not standing for it. Oh, Greta Thornburg. Yes. Thornburg. I, I thought you, <laughs> I thought your wedding planner was named Greta. <laughs> oh my God. Honestly, no, but I wish Greta Thunberg was planning my wedding. I know she would, she would, honey, she would keep that under budget. She would say, we are not having any paper waste. Greta actually could have gotten on it. And I should have asked her. Okay, so there's a lot going on. The weather is inclement. I don't think that's a word. No, no, you are correct. It's inclement. It's truly frightful. And and I talk a big game. I'm from the Midwest. I have I once camped in a tornado <laughs> where we did have to go to a storm shelter and we went out to get our tents the next day. The like steel rods had been bent in oh half. My God. So you know I've lived <laughs> and I've and I've seen some storms. And when I saw Twister, I go, I want to be a storm chaser. I love storms. I'm fine with it. I get Conrad in the car today to go to a music class at a rich person's mm. house. So it's like, Conrad, yes, I want you to like play with babies and bongo, bongo, bongo. But I'm trying to see some real estate. Okay, can we be honest? <laughs> Was that? I thought you were like, we're networking, Conrad. It's never too early to start networking. No, I just like to get invited places so then I can Zillow the address when they send it to me. <laughs> So we have been in the car five minutes and the time just keeps going up, 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 up. And I tr- I go, we're not going, Conrad. And so then we came back and I let him bongo on his little snaps. 
Honestly. We had music class at home. He didn't know. He don't know the difference. I was actually thinking too when I, you know, you had music for Comrade. Comrade is leading a very enriched life. Comrade is in music. Comrade is in swimming. I said, Comrade, honey, you just need to work on chewing. And yet he has so many no. extracurriculars for someone who is not even a year into living on the planet. So he's been taking swimming classes. His last class is this upcoming Saturday. It's going to be 50 degrees raining. And where we take him for swimming is hosting a 700 person swim meet event. <laughs> and so I go, Conrad, guess good news. You already graduated swimming because we are not going. <laughs> so he, my son graduated early, valedictorian. <laughs> A semester early. <laughs> it, Megan, did you say valedictorian? 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 Valid. Now I'm scared. <laughs> Don't make. No, I could have also misheard you, but I also thought it would have been really. You went to private school. I went to Indiana public school. That's like rank 37th in the country. <laughs> but still, despite that. Valedictor- valedictorian? Take out the, we don't need another V after Val. <laughs> I am adding a V. <laughs> oh my God. Now, y'all, speaking of adding a V, and by that I mean being off the rails, today's motion <laughs> picture is it. Okay? Look, we are two weeks from my wedding at the time of recording this. You'll be hearing this probably four days after the wedding itself when it actually drops. Oh my yeah, gosh. so we are two weeks out, which is why. Your girl didn't sleep last night because my dress is not to my liking. Anyway, <laughs> today's motion picture is called Betrayed by My Bridesmaid. Oh, perfect title. A perfect title. It's one of the top titles. Pool Boy Nightmare, Betrayed by My Bridesmaid. Those are the kind of titles yeah. that say strap in. And this is no disappointment. Now, Katie and Tom are full of excitement as they plan their dream wedding. But when Katie's troubled and unreliable sister Connie gets out of rehab, Katie reluctantly includes Connie in her bridal party. But soon after, things begin to unravel, testing Katie and Tom's dedication to one another. Oh my God, this one is fun. I say let's get into it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, I faked out because I said let's get into it, but we actually need to address the fact that Megan is already trying to betray me. Because let me tell you what this fool, what this fool (laughs) tweeted, what this fool tweeted on February twentieth. She tweeted, "Dear (laughs) Lifetime listeners, how slutty should I dress for at Black (laughs) Tristan's wedding?" This is what she did. Do you see? I know, and I thought. I thought the engagement was going to be low. The engagement was pretty high. There was a lot of feedback. A lot of people were saying, do not outshine the bride. Impossible. Impossible. It's just impossible. Remember the... Oh, yeah. Whitney Houston and Brandy. The brand, the Brandy Cinderella. Oh, that was a Filipino kid. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Impossible for me to outshine black dress. 
it's just so I, but a lot of a lot of feedback a lot of uh, someone Ashley Lindsay a- Ashley Cakes 224 <laughs> I loved her response the limit does not exist uh, she tweeted a gift from Mean Girls thank you <laughs> the limit does not exist and then I, of course I said you a bad influence Ashley I also said uh-huh. Megan so help me God I'm competing with too many women already you know I'm dealing with these mothers and everybody I already asked you you got to tone down your hair. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to pull it back in a slick pony or something, Megan. Okay, because you can't be coming up in here. Now, I will say this: Tom Lank, guest co-host Tom Lank, did say, "I'm thinking long sleeve but showing leg." Okay, and so while Naomi was texting me about her wedding dress yesterday, two of my three, four dresses that I have <laughs> ordered for her wedding did arrive. <laughs> One of them is it has a deep V. Oh, but, you know, but after after breastfeeding these puppies, they go okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they're they're deflated. <laughs> so I think it'll just I think I'm gonna go with the deep V. I was actually wondering if this I like wanna start bothering you with wedding logistics. Cause you know, so I'm coming a little bit early. I will be bringing some vuv. <laughs> you know, we will be popping bottles. I'm like, should I come in like a cash outfit and change into my dress? Or do you want me to come in my dress so then by the time it's the wedding, I look rumpled and I'm just totally cast aside. <laughs> Well, I don't think you're going to be rumpled. I mean, what do you plan to be doing mm-hmm. before here? We're going to be like sitting around. You do need to arrive around two. And yes, things mm-hmm. don't pop up till 4.30. So sorry, you're really on the hook, okay? That's fine. That's my old neighborhood. I, I know those streets like the back of my hand, okay? <laughs> There's a Tahoe over there that doesn't have a muffler. So it's like, I've got people to catch up with. I want to point out a couple other suggestions for what you should wear. The hilarious comedian Dave Mazzoni, who we both know, mm-hmm. um, he did just write labia out. No further <laughs> explanation. And Aaron Ross, obviously a listener, because they said, wear whatever dress you wore for the pool romp wedding. So do you have that J. Crew dress? Is it dry cleaned? No, it's gone. And she's like 30 pounds ago. So bye. <laughs> Amateur adult said, I would say as much as the dress code allows, as long as you accessorize with a pink fedora. Wow, so okay, naturally, naturally. All right. Someone else said Lydia Tarr with a pink fedora. <laughs> <laughs> so you could really give us a Lydia Tar moment. And someone also did a gif of the J-Lo dress. Yeah. The, like, gre- the mm-hmm. famous green dress that's very low and kind of looks like a bathing suit with a ruffle. Do you know what I mean? That was early aughts. Oh, my God. It's early aughts. But then the gift that they shared is from when she wore it, like, last year. A-Rod? What an idiot. I mean. A- I mean. Mm. So, you know, but then I will say, and this is why I'm going to marry Andy, because he did respond to your chain, even before Mm -hmm. I saw it. He just Mm -hmm. said, lifetime listeners, please guide Megan to make the godly choice in alignment with Black Dress and my deeply held (laughs) Christian values. Yes. And that's, I'm going to come with ashes on my head to your wedding, and it's well past Ash Wednesday, (laughs) but I just want to be... I just want to be in line with your Christian values at your um, Jewish wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like under the hapa are deeply held Christian values. (laughs) Now, fine. We can talk about the movie. Okay. You need to know it's a Mar Vista joint. So Mm -hmm. just chill for a little bit. Okay. You're in good hands. Mar Vista, you know, it's our favorite place, our favorite production company in all of Hollywood. And (laughs) we start off, there's a birthday party. It's in full swing. It's in a suburban house, which I'm, it's a very relatable suburban house. Okay. This isn't the same aspirational housing we're used to. But we're in LA. So a relatable suburban house in LA is $3 million. (laughs) Because yes, like I was like, oh, this is cute. And then when I figured out and I, when they were in LA, I was like, I got to Zillow that, you know? Okay. So there's a, there's a birthday girl. She's blonde. 
and I'm already like, oh boy. Her name is Katie and she is very excited. Now, I am one of those people that likes my birthday Mm -hmm. too. I'm not anti, I think people that like their birthdays, I'm sorry, isn't the most important love, self-love. And then you want to make fun of me for loving February 17th. I don't get it. I've been on meds longer than all of you. So I am at peace. But then, oh gosh, I disagree that we are, we are, we are road and we are going in different directions because her song comes on and her and two of her best friends start doing a choreographed dance. Yeah. Now, yeah. this woman is 34 years Thank old. You. And, and I know people do, like, this isn't a lifetime phenomenon. I know people do choreographed dances, not at their birthday parties, at their weddings. And her assistant, she has an assistant who has such a cute haircut <laughs> that I'm like, this woman is booking with this haircut alone. Oh, well, yeah, it's a cur- quirky black pixie, like, bob situation. Yes. I had a friend in New York. She's like an improv person who book, you know, like commercials. And she goes, honey, it's all about the glasses. Like, if she was wearing her, like, red, like, you know, librarian quirky, she's booking. Okay. If she's wearing the big kind of Dahmer-esque, she's booking. It's like, you get a good haircut, you get a good accessory, I know. you will fit in. I could not stop. Like, I was so distracted by this haircut and how much I was like, I think she was booked fully based on this haircut that it made me go, I think I'm going to get banged. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not. Because I'm <laughs> doing emotionally fine. But I was like, she has like this blunt. It's just such a specific yeah. look. So she's the assistant. And I'm like, why does she have an assistant? Well, this is, yeah, it's like not really clear because it's like her name is, Katie's job is like some sort of interior design situation, but she has an assistant. But also, you know, we don't see her work ever. And I don't get the sense that she's running a high volume business. And she doesn't dress well. So it's like, I don't think you probably decorate house as well either. (laughs) Those go hand in hand to me. I don't know. Now, immediately, so again, we've got her friends, Katie's Katie's friends. I immediately don't like, okay, Jamie and Amanda. All right. And Jamie is an actress whose last name is Disney. And I said, is she in the family? You know what I mean? But we don't know. We don't know. I wasn't able to find it. I guess she's taken that off of her IMDb if it is the case. Anyway, <laughs> Katie's friend Amanda is so rude. I don't like her off the bat because she immediately is like, like they're all talking and Heather, the assistant's kind of standing by herself. And then Amanda finally acknowledges her and is like, Heather, hey, can you get Katie a drink? It's like, First of all, you're all standing in the kitchen. Why can't Katie get her own drink? Why are you, like, making the assistant assist at a party? And she's not your assistant, so you don't get to give orders. Oh, my God. And then she also calls Katie's boyfriend her lesser half. And then Katie's like, you never like my boyfriends. And she's like, no, I don't. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to know why Amanda's around. She is another off-the-jump red flag of a human. Yeah, because we're a minute in and I hate her too. (laughs) But I do love that they're setting up this rivalry dynamic between Heather and Amanda. Mm. Because you get the sense, like, we're not at the wedding yet, but bridesmaids in the title, that you're like, oh, these two are going to be bridesmaids and they're not going to see eye to eye and buckle up. I want to be there for that. (laughs) So when Amanda calls the boyfriend the lesser half, I was like, wow, and she's about to marry this guy? Different guy, as we see. Because Katie lets out that her sister has been out of rehab for three months. She's not sure if she should have invited her. She did. And then Katie goes upstairs and finds said sister in bed hooking up with said lesser half boyfriend. And now I'm thinking, okay, well, Amanda was right, right? She calls him a lesser half. I'm like, he's hooking up with her sister at her own birthday party? Like, do you know how bad of a man you have to be? Who 
whose house is this? I could see Heather being like, you guys can use my parents' house. It has that kind of energy. And also, they're hooking up in a bedroom. Yeah. Like, in a bed, clothes off. It's like, no, no, no. If you're going to be cheating at someone's birthday party, that's a quickie in the bathroom. Exactly. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everybody knows. It's a lingering glance and then a closet. Not late. Like, uh, they're under the covers. Like, it, it yeah, looks yeah, yeah. like they're a married couple making love in a home that no one is in. <laughs> Let it alone. Exactly. <laughs> and... Katie's sister's name is Connie. They look nothing alike. You know, Lifetime be taking liberties. You know how TV is. But I was like, these two are not related in any way, shape, or form. But Connie is wasted. Yeah. And she's out of it. And, like, Katie's obviously upset. And Connie's, like, so drunk that she's like, what? It's no big deal. It's like, she's like, that is my boyfriend. You met him three hours ago. She said she forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and then the boyfriend just, like, runs out. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Now, that's a murder I could have liked to see. Mm-hmm. I said, he doesn't just get to walk out and live his life. He slept with somebody's sister, his girlfriend's sister at his girlfriend's birthday. That man should be arrested. And I don't know if Lifetime's looking to get into short films, but that could have been a five minute like, oh, and then he's murdered and we've covered up the crime and roll credits. So <laughs> Katie and Connie are really getting into it. Connie's so drunk. And I and I do kind of want to say, I don't know if there's trigger warning for just like talking about addiction, but uh, addiction is in, in my family. And so the way I'm going to, I don't know if this movie is Al-Anon approved. Okay. <laughs> so Katie and Connie get into it physically because K- Connie's drunk. She knocks Katie over and then they start physically fighting and everyone at the party is just standing around staring at them. Like no one is trying to break them yeah, up. No, no one's, one's trying to stop sisters, it. Sisters, no, come on, Connie over here. Like just just standing, staring like dum-dums. Right, right. So again, so, you know, we started this and we're like, wait a minute, is she going to end up marrying this guy? How's this all happening? Well, no, no, no. Because then we cut to Katie waking up. So it's so I guess we're supposed to think that that was a dream she had. But it was like a flashback. It's like what actually happened, which is why the whole sleeping ruined it. But the point is, that's happened in the past. Katie is now waking up on what looks like a private plane next to her new guy, Tom, who is an Asian king. Mm-hmm. And Amanda, the girl we saw in that party who we said we don't trust, she is sitting opposite Katie. She is the maid of honor. And she was filming her sleeping. <laughs> Which is... Not a nice friend. So then, of course, at this point, I go, oh, okay, so Amanda's in love with Katie. It's like kind of what I felt. I was like, why would you be videotaping someone asleep? And she's like, I need to get pictures. I'm the maid of honor. And I said, you're insane. And then there's a guy named Anton, who's Tom's best man. And, you know, we're just having fun with casting, you know, putting together people who would never interact in real life. Lifetime said, why not make these people all friends? I think it's a weird quartet. Amanda's still a bitch all this time later. And I go, why are you still friends with her, Katie? And then after they get off the plane, they then take a stretch Hummer limo for four of them. And there is no worse means of transportation. (laughs) I know we've got a lot of difficulty happening with the trains here in America. Planes are obviously, airlines are evil. A stretch Hummer? (laughs) To go from a private plane to a stretch Hummer, there is no worse 180. It's so unacceptable. It pulls up to Tom's mother's house. And this woman is chic, Asian. You said she's giving Asian Nancy Myers, and you're going to pull up a white stretch Hummer. We are not in Jersey. We are in Hot Springs, which is a made-up town that is known for spas. (laughs) I can't even believe there's a a stretch Hummer in Hot Springs. They they probably had to bring it in from across the tracks. Exactly. And here's what we kind of learned even before we meet Mom. Amanda is an event planner for a living. And I have to underline that because... 
this movie's about to, you know, have a lot of 180s, a lot of rugs pulled out from under her. And when your maid of honor is an event planner, you would think that more things would get fixed, is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. She an event planner? I think that's the only reason why you made her the maid of honor. Because you said, well, I guess maybe I should have somebody who knows what they're doing. Which is smart. That's my right hand. Which is smart. Because Amanda's not cool. So you've got to have a reason to have her there, which is like, oh, she's an event planner. She's working. Now, my next sign that something is up with Amanda. So they, they show up to meet Tom's mother. Tom's mother does not like Katie at all. Okay? Mrs. Lynn... First of all, we do not get her first name, okay? She is a tr- traditional woman. She does not appreciate that her son brought home this white girl that she is just meeting for the first time mm-hmm. a week before the wedding. So I agree with Mrs. Lynn. And that's on Tom. It's also on Katie, though. It's like, I don't know if I would marry you if you didn't let me meet your family. <laughs> like, I'd be like, what is going on here? Of course not. And they're apparently very close. But then she also, Mrs. Lynn is meeting Amanda for the first time. Tom and Amanda went to college together. And then Anton, she's meeting for the first time. So I'm like, why don't you know anyone in your son's life? <laughs> right, right, right. But then here's the thing, Katie, so, you know, Katie is like tries to, you know, introduce herself and, you know, Mrs. Lynn is not impressed. And then Amanda literally greets Tom's mother in her native Korean. I said, Amanda, you messy. I said, she is sna- I said, she is snake in the grass. She cannot be trusted. This is Katie's time to impress the mother. You can't be up in here knowing the Korean. You don't even tell nobody. But that's, You could have helped Katie look good. I think it's... She messy. I think it's so weird. Like, if I had greeted CJ's mother in Tagalog... They would have <laughs> laughed in my face and shown me the door. Like, it would have been like, what? That is so insane. But, like, you can tell Mrs. Lynn, but not, Mrs. but you know Lynn Mrs. Lynn it. is like, she yeah. liked it. And then it's also the thing where she's like, she's like, yes, you're from Seoul, correct? Like, Amanda knows all of her life story. Yeah. Does Mrs. Lynn have a Wikipedia? I am. <laughs> and she's like, wow, thank you so much for knowing. And Katie didn't seem to clock it. Like, if I was Katie, I would have been like, why are you out here making me look bad? Why didn't you give me the one sheet? Why didn't you give me the one sheet on my mother-in-law? You know why Katie doesn't clock it? Because she's a self-centered idiot. Okay. And this is okay. our leading lady, and I hate her. I cannot mm-hmm. stand her. And I bet you guys are like, <laughs> you haven't really said anything besides the choreographed dance. I, I'm. We will be <laughs> highlighting the reasons we hate Katie throughout this film. Reason number one, they walk into the house. Everyone takes off their shoes. Katie does not. And it's like, we all know... <laughs> when you're trying to impress someone, especially an Asian mother, take off your damn shoes. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take off my shoes. I, when I get into a house, right, or you walk in, you see, are there shoes outside the door? Yes. Well, then I'm joining that. Okay? My shoes go there, too. But there's also, a, like, a horror movie sting when there's the realization that she's walked in in her shoes. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny. And I was like, they should do that more often. And then there's a very uncomfortable dinner with all of these people. And it's funny because, again, Mrs. On one hand, yeah, you're like, Tom, why don't you tell your mother anything? But then you realize when she's sitting here with her son's three friends and has no interest in anybody, it's not nice at all. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I guess I see why you don't tell her anything. Listen to this. I am very proud. <laughs> I just wish he could be closer to his family. No, I do too, Mom. But aren't you happy with having the wedding here? Of course. It's all just happening so fast. So how did you two meet? Through Amanda. Amanda and Tom were college buddies. Excellent. Education is very important. I agree. And so is family. Do you want children? Oh, well, if the timing is right and everything, then I would be open to the idea. But we just both work so much. But the club is ticking gear. Women are having babies at all sorts of ages now. 
best friend. Dinner was delicious. Oh, you hardly ate, dear. Would you like to cook, Katie? I make a fantastic box mac and cheese. <laughs> Honestly, I mainly order in. I mean, who wants to mess up the kitchen when you can have gourmet food delivered to your door in 30 minutes, right? Maybe I was thinking, you know, you could teach her some of Grandma's recipes. Yes, maybe. I certainly don't want my son to go without home-cooked meal for the rest of his life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so let's, let's just clock. First of all, she's asking how they met. How does she not? How long have they been together? I know. Everything in this, I'm on her side. I'm sorry, and I know that that's controversial. You just said you hated her, Megan. Not Katie's side. I'm on Mrs. Lynn's side. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm against Katie. I'm canceling the wedding for Mrs. Lynn. This, like, they're making Mrs. Lynn out to be, like, this monster-in-law. And it's like, yeah. you know, this is how women of that generation speak to us. Like, I, like it just, it didn't seem that out of left field that she's like, do you cook? Well, I want my son to be able to eat. I have been talked to like this uh, my whole life. Like, it didn't seem that crazy to me. I know. Well, it was also just nuts that Katie was so excited. Like, I was like, you should be a little embarrassed that you don't cook anything. Read the room. Like, you really should. Read the room, Katie. Pretend. I, I was, when I wasn't pregnant, like the first time we went to visit CJ's mom after getting married, I brought her so many gifts. I brought her a case of white claw. I brought her flour. Because I was like, I'm not bringing. So white claw. I'm not bringing grandbabies, so I got to bring some white claws to her. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And then after this awkward dinner, Amanda offers to help with the dishes. Again, not a good... And then Katie's like, me too. It's like, Katie, babe, you're not even good at this. You should have been the first one up. You should have been doing the dishes during dinner because nobody mm -hmm. wants to talk to you anyway. So then Amanda's helping Mrs. Lynn with the dishes and she tries to talk up Katie. And she's like, well, you know, so we learned basically that Katie's parents died when she was young. Classic. Classic, right? Which is why then the marriage is so important because she needs a family, right? It's always about like, I don't have a family, so I have to be married because then that's how I get a family. It's like part of sort of the drive. And then she brings up Katie's sister, Connie, says she struggled with drugs and alcohol. And Amanda's like very uncomfortable to me this whole time because she's doing this thing where she's smiling as she's talking the whole time, which when you do it in real life, it's creepy. You're only supposed to do it in the voiceover booth. Okay. And you're giving bad news. You're like, her parents died. Her sister's a drug addict. <laughs> it's like, you're not, you're not saying good things. Also, I don't know why Amanda thinks these are the things that Mrs. Lynn wants to hear. Like, it's like, thank you. Wait, thank what? you. You're not helping Katie at all by being like, yes, her sister's a drug addict who can't be trusted. She's a really great girl. Give Katie a chance. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And you know, you know, Mrs. Lynn is like, Oh, no. We got to get someone else's DNA in here. Okay, so Connie has not been invited to the wedding. Connie is not part of the festivities. That's all you need to know. Next day, they go to the hotel. When they went to this hotel, I was like, I think I've been here. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a, a weird premonition I had. And they're meeting up with sort of the rest of the wedding party. The girls we saw from that party in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, the Jamie, the Heather, you know. Amanda tells Heather to go order some snacks. Could you go order some food and drinks for us? Again, like she's working, even though Heather is a bridesmaid. Right. And then Katie gets a tap on the shoulder, turns around, and guess who it is? Ding dong, it's Connie. And I felt like Katie was not sufficiently surprised, in my opinion. Because my question is this, who told Connie about it? We know they ain't got no parents who would just be like, oh, hey, yeah, the wedding, whatever. So how did Connie get this information? How did Connie show up here? I felt like Katie was like, 
oh, and I would have been like, how the hell did you find me? <laughs> I would have been screaming. Well, I'm guessing there's a wedding website. I bet she went to katieandtom.com. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. I keep forgetting about that. You know, we have a wedding website and we had a we had a listener like give us a present. That's sweet. Isn't that sweet? But then like, I didn't realize because like, we don't act like we don't ask that of people. And so we were so like, oh God, oh God. And then I was like, Andy, they could literally Google our names. Uh, it's right there. What's so sad. This is really a peek behind the curtain of my sick brain. When you said that, I go, they didn't send me anything. We didn't have this podcast when I got married. What is wrong <laughs> with me? Also, it was a couple's therapy listener, not a lifetime listener. Oh, well, <laughs> screw them. Why aren't they listening to this? Well, I don't know, but it's for us. You know, if you listen to couples therapy. Ask for their contact. Make it seem like you want to send a thank you card. And then it'll just be me going, why aren't you listening to Lifetime too? You got something against me? I want a present. Okay. <laughs> I want a present. So Connie is rude. You see how Megan is? You see how Megan is? No, I'm See, I'm glad fingers. I don't have bridesmaids because Megan would betray my ass. She already tried to dress slutty. She running around here asking for presents. You see? No. I this is why I keep most white women at a distance. Because Megan is wild. So Katie is rude to Connie. And, but then she invites her. And she's like, no. She's like, no, I want you here. <laughs> so they go up to the bridal suite. And there is a gorgeous wreath on the door. Like a fresh flower wreath. And then Katie takes out the note. And it says, call off the wedding or you'll regret it. And then they just leave the wreath on the door for the rest of the movie. And it's like... <laughs> Well, I know it's pretty, but like you take that cursed wreath off. <laughs> That's not like she's like wearing it as her bouquet. Like it's so it's I throw it out. Right. Right. I also didn't get it because I was like, would the hotel have put that on the door? Is that something they do? Who knows? There's a lot of liberties taken in this film. Well, this is liberties of these moments where I'm just sort of like, is this par for the wedding course? Because Katie doesn't seem to be sufficiently like she doesn't question anything really and so that's like why i'm like wait a minute is this what happens i don't know but then they get into the room and they discuss the plans for the day and connie's like yeah so i'll meet you later you know and connie is like hey i know i kind of rolled up i'm not trying to hijack I just kind of, I wanted to see you, basically. I want to be here. Yeah, we're the only family we have. But like, oh, you're doing this thing. I'll just like catch up with you later. Connie is reading the room. For Connie <laughs> being the quote unquote drug addict, she is the most emotionally intelligent person in this film. Like she reads social cues. She has good interpersonal <laughs> <laughs> reactions. And everyone else is a damn mess. Everybody's terrible. <laughs> so Amanda's like, I'll text you. Give me your phone and I'll... <gasps> Put my info in. What's your passcode? And Connie goes, one, two, three, four. And it's like, Connie, you were in rehab. That can't be your passcode. <laughs> well, not just that, but I'm like, how is that how we can give someone information? It is text it to my phone number. Right. Amanda being like, give me your phone and give me your passcode. I said, honey, this is like in um, Sins and Seduction. You're like, when someone takes a picture of you, they're going to use yes. that picture for nefarious reasons. Yes. When someone get your passcode. You about to be framed for something. You cannot give Amanda your passcode. Okay, so then Connie leaves, and Katie is like, oh, I can't believe this. Well, I have to have Connie as a bride. And it's like, you're the one doing all of this. Like, Connie, <laughs> when Connie saw her reaction, she was like, oh, you know what? I'll leave. Like, she was going to bail right. on the whole. She has given, she gives Katie multiple outs. Katie yeah. not only doesn't take them, it's like, no, I want you here. And then behind her back is like, I can't believe I have to do this. Exactly. Ugh. So, again, another reason why we don't like Hate Katie. Her. 
Okay. And then, and I'll, I'll tell you the moment I screamed at the screen was coming up. Mm-hmm. We get to the dress fitting where Katie and all the bridesmaids are trying on their dresses. Y'all, everybody is in white. All the bridesmaids are wearing white dresses. Like lacy white. Like they're wearing, it it looks like virgin suicides. Like it is so strange. They are in these like lacy baby doll girly dresses. And this is obviously what Katie has picked, but I'm imagining Amanda like planned, you know, it would be chic. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you all, why do you all, literally to the point, not just all in white too, but it's like, because Katie's dress is, yeah, it's longer, but it's equally plain where I was like, you all look exactly like the bride. Yes. I don't know whose day this is. And I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. And I couldn't handle that it was never addressed. Meaning no, like I know. no one made a comment. You know what I mean? Or like we're dressed as the angels of your parents. Like what? what is the purpose? <laughs> it is giving Gwen Shamlin group wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And then Connie comes in late to the fitting. She's an hour late. And everyone's, like, mad at her. And it was hysterical to me because I was like, Connie, look at what they're wearing. You don't want to be part of this. I was like, Connie, girl, get out while you can. I wish she had seen through the window and then gone, I'm going to go home. I'm actually going to go back to rehab. I would rather be there. Those people, they got it more together than this group. (laughs) And, you know, basically, Amanda's like, you're late. You know, and Katie's mad at her. And and immediately, Katie's like, if you're going to be like this, you have to leave. It's like. An hour late? Like, she didn't come in, like, complaining. She didn't come in with drama. She was, like, she was late, which wasn't ideal, but, like... And why And why was she late? Because Amanda gave her the wrong time. Exactly. And Amanda's like, no, I didn't. And you're like, yes, I'm you did. very sure you did. So then after that, they go to the venue to do a walkthrough. And it is vandalized. Vandalized. It has been destroyed inside. And listeners, I want you to know that's why I asked when Naomi said she was doing her walkthrough <laughs> if it was vandalized. That would... I I should have said this is a reference to the movie because I bet people were like, that's a really evil thing to wish on your friend. <laughs> but this barn in Hot Springs is vandalized and the venue owner comes out. I hate him. He's another enemy. Oh my God. And he's, he's like, terrible. you need to get out of here. We're not, and they're like, we're having a wedding here in a week. And he goes, we have to cancel everything. And it's like, sir, you could have this cleaned up in two hours. A venue is Thank canceling him. nothing. All right. Like right. Naomi, between now and your wedding, it, it truly, a, a sinkhole could suck up where your wedding is going to be. And they go, oh, no, we'll have this cleaned up. We're good to go. Like, they're not <laughs> canceling anything. And he has so much attitude. And so, yes, Connie does get in his face. And she's like, mm-hmm. you need to fix this for my baby sister. And she starts to want to get physical to him. Connie is 100 pounds. This man is Humpty Dumpty. So it's like, yes, <laughs> did Connie come at him aggressively? For sure. But, like, he sucks. And she's not going to win. Not just that. But it's like. Sir, you are in the wedding business. That can't be the first time a white woman got in your face. Okay? So him immediately being like, I'm calling the cops. It's like, really? That's how you react to people? Also, you are a venue who just, like, said you couldn't do somebody's wedding, and you don't seem to, like, you should be giving them their money back. No, he's rude. Send them to backup venues. And this man is literally like, ha, get out of here. You're gone. And it's like, that's actually not how this business works. Nope. So in this moment, I was like, yes, Connie, hit him. And, <laughs> and it's like, you know he knows Mrs. Lynn. This is a small town. You should not be talking to the wedding of Mrs. Lynn's son. You know, like that is, this is top tier wedding you got. Right. But of course, 
Connie getting mad. Everybody look at her like she's crazy. And it's, oh, we can't trust Connie. She's an addict. She's, she's you know, so wild. And you know what? Later that day, Amanda lays it on extra thick. And she does that thing where she, like, admits she made a mistake, but very quickly pivots to someone else. Listen to this. Katie, um, I, I did give Connie the wrong time. What? I know. I'm so sorry. I don't know how I got this wrong. I don't get things wrong. I didn't want to tell you because you trusted me with your wedding and I just, I messed it up and you know how organized I am. Okay, Connie comes in, you want her to be a bridesmaid. It just, it threw a wrench into everything. Amanda. And to be honest, I don't like her. She is selfish and emotionally stunted. Okay, and she's never done anything but hurt you. Well, no wonder she was so angry. And I get it, I get the bridal shop, but things escalated fast at the venue. Like if you didn't walk in, like would it have gone further? I don't know, but it feels like everyone is trying to make everything so perfect that it's just ruining everything. Well, of course, of course she had to get in some digs at Connie because that's the only way, right? She's like, I did make a mistake, but let's talk about how your sister sucks. And like, why did you make her, why did you give her the wrong time? That's so weird. Yeah, especially because again, this is why I had to underline, she's an event planner. If you can't remember what time things are and accurately convey them, you're in the wrong line of work. Oh, I thought she did it on purpose. Like, I thought she was admitting that she did it on purpose. Oh, I couldn't tell. But she's like, I'm a ding-dong? I think she's like, I've been so stressed out. I made a mistake. okay. But I think she did do it on purpose as well. No, No, I agree with you that she did it on purpose, but she wasn't, yeah, saying Uh, Okay, I thought she was like saying like, listen, I didn't want her to come. But what I really felt when Katie did say this, I felt it in my bones when she says, it feels like everyone's trying to make everything so perfect that it's ruining everything. And I said, if that ain't a wedding in a nutshell, because everyone has their idea of what this event is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just on the hook for everybody's hopes and dreams. Yeah. And I don't like it one bit, Megan Kelly. (laughs) No, it's it's the worst behaved I've seen most of the people I love in my life ever be. Do you know I also found out too that I am on... I just had to fill out like a security deposit form. So like if something is damaged, then I, you know, they'll charge my card. And like, a, and I'm just like, I realized there's some family, not that I think that they are misbehaved as much as I have not been around them in a social setting. I have no idea what their behavior will be like. Well, I, I want you to take peace in knowing the biggest liability who's coming to your wedding is me. And I will... <laughs> Keep, CJ's gonna keep me on a tight leash. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break anything. And if I do, I know where all the targets are. I'll go and replace it. <laughs> oh my god, you're a nut. So Connie goes to the bar. Uh oh, and she has a virgin daiquiri. And you know what? I used to have those when I was a kid. They're delicious. <laughs> so. Yeah, but no. But I said, Connie, no, Connie, babe, because it's still in the glass that will now make everyone think you're drinking. I know. You know what I mean? Because they're all like, everyone's looking at her like, you're a mess. And I'm like, don't even have the glass. You need to be drinking sodas only. But you know who isn't looking at her like she's a mess? Tom. Groom Tom is actually like very nice. He's the only one who is actually trying to get to know Connie and talk to her like a human being. So I like that for our king. Yeah. 
and then they have a little hug. You know, he like gives her a hug, like it's gonna be okay. But then we see like a hand taking a picture of them, and it's like the hotel lobby bar. And I'm just like, oh my god! First of all, if they're doing something nefarious. I don't think the lobby bar is the location. No, I'm gonna tell you that right now. Okay, and then also it's like they just met six hours ago. Like, what do you think is happening? Yeah. It makes no sense. Okay, so the next day they do this montage with the bridal party, and they go take costumed old-timey photos. This group is giving marching band. (laughs) Like, you know, they enjoy the simple thrills of life. I don't understand why they got to Hot Springs a week early. Like, even when someone does a destination wedding in, like, Cabo, they're there for, like, four days. Like, a week in a Hot Springs, I'm like, is somebody running for office? Like, why did we need boots on the ground that long. Okay, so Heather <laughs> Heather vents that she's frustrated in the way that Katie treats her. And I agree. I think Katie yeah. is terrible to her. I think Amanda is even worse to her. And right. she is like, she's, Heather is a bridesmaid in quotes, but she's basically there still being an assistant. But unpaid. You know what I'm saying? Not just unpaid, yeah. a, an assistant who had to pay to be there. She got to pay for her ugly white cult dress. She got to pay to be in Hot Springs for the week. And then she doesn't even get to be in the group pictures. Literally to the point where they're like, will you take our picture, Heather? It's like, what? I'm here too. Yeah. It's like, I was so, it's like, we're so bad. And the friend Jamie is like, well, it's hard. It's like, when are you an assistant? When are you a friend? And basically just kind of like, you know, blowing Heather off. But while that after that's all happening, Amanda is over here trying to make Katie insecure about Tom because Tom is like talking to Connie. And it's like, and she's like, look how chummy they're getting. And I'm like, don't you understand that you're about to marry this man and this is the only family you have and he's trying to be nice to her and yeah. he just met her and she just rolled up? Like, if Tom wasn't getting chummy with Connie, I would be nervous. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because I'd be like, oh, he's not, He's he knows what he has to do. He's like, okay, I'm the person who's not involved in all the nonsense. Maybe I can make things go well. Why don't we try to be nice to everybody? No, and and I think she's like, hey, remember when your ex-boyfriend had sex with Connie at your own birthday party? And it's like, yes, we all remember that. Um, <laughs> but like that is, that's on both of them. They're both, ad- that's not just on Connie. Right. Connie was drunk and didn't know it was her boyfriend. Okay, so team Connie. <laughs> so then there's a group dinner. It's not the rehearsal dinner. It's no. like a, it's like a, the rehearsal rehearsal dinner. And it's the bridal party and Mrs. Lynn. And Amanda and Mrs. Lynn, best friends, they sit next to each other. <laughs> and then... And Mrs. Lynn keeps taking digs at Katie for not being able to cook. And Connie, being the older sister, (laughs) really starts to, like, give it back to her. And then Mrs. Lynn takes it too far and calls Connie out for being a drunk and an addict. So, Miss Lynn, is it... You know, people who are so critical of others are usually just lonely, empathetic. Connie. That's interesting coming from you. What was that supposed to mean exactly? How is the way up there? Yeah. And as Connie's doing this, she's acting and looking a little loose, where you're like, did you have a drink? We don't know. Yeah. And then when she, when Connie gets up to leave, when she gets embarrassed, Miss, Mrs. Lynn basically just like, you an addict. And everybody else just like stares at her like, mm-hmm. She gets up and she like kind of trips over her feet. So then it's like, oh, is she, you know, is she actually 
wasted. Yeah. And so then that's the, that becomes the question. I didn't even clock that she was slurring and tripped. I tri- like I thought it was all just about this interaction. Like I was like, yeah, Connie, <laughs> you can drive whatever. <laughs> you don't even need you don't need to do the alphabet backwards. You're good to go, girl. <laughs> so then she Connie runs out and who goes after her but Tom? And I think that in part Tom does that because it was his mama who said the bad thing. Yeah. But also Katie, this is your sister. And this goes back. If you invited her and said she should stay, you got to be nice to her because you could have sent her home. Right. Why put her through all this and then act like you don't even know her the whole time? It's like, what is going on? Katie is so spineless. She's so rude. And like, I get it. You have been burned by her behavior in the past, but you made the choice to have her here. Right. So you've got to just... You have to accept. Like, it's like that... You're not changing her. This is... If you want her here, be at peace. And if you don't, she's giving you so many outs for her to leave. Connie is like, I don't feel like myself. Something is, like, going on. And it does seem like maybe someone spiked her drink. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. It also comes out in this conversation that Connie, not Amanda, the maid of honor event planner, Connie is in charge of finding the new venue. And I'm like, I don't know if that makes sense. This makes no kind of sense. How? How? Also, you went from not wanting her there to giving her the biggest responsibility of the entire week? So while Connie and Tom are outside, the rest of the bridesmaids and Katie talk about her, like talk shit about her. And then Jamie goes through her purse and pulls out a prescription bottle. And Amanda shows Katie a photo she took of Connie and Tom hugging. So that's who took the photo. And this is what I said. All of these women are terrible people. The movie should have been called Betrayed by My Bridesmaids with an S, plural. This entire friend group is toxic. You just rifle through somebody's purse? It would have been different if there had been like a, ooh, the bag fell and the pill came out. No. This woman just reached a hole up in her bag and said, look at this. And I said, first of all, it's a bottle. You didn't even specify what it was. Is her name on it? Could it be, Lord knows, with all of Connie's drinking and drug use, she could be on some regular ass medications right. to get a body right. I'm like, what are you doing? And then also it's like, you took a picture of two people hugging? It said, in the they're in a relationship? And I thought, to, in a, it's like, daytime lobby hug. And you're like, well, she's out here trying to do stuff. I mean, we all know that if Connie's going to sleep with your boyfriend, she's going to have the decency to do it in a bedroom. So, and we're talking a hotel. We're, we're in a hotel. She could be doing this behind any closed door. And Katie is a willing part of all of this. Like, they're, oh my they're God, definitely, yeah. and I don't like quick. to use the B word. They are bullying her at this point. And Katie's like really in it. <laughs> so Tom, while he's having this conversation with Connie, also infers that his mom sucks because she likes pineapple on pizza. I'd like to end <laughs> this once and for all. Pineapple on pizza is delicious. And we just need to move on. Okay, you're making um, a face. Wow. No, yeah, you know, I, you know, I strongly disagree. I'm not surprised as a Filipino wife, you would find your way to pineapple on pizza. Because I feel like it's in the family of just tropical foods with a savory bit. Because they're also giving us some really good stews. Yeah. That'll we have do. like a, a tropical element. And we don't do pineapple and ham. We do pineapple and pepperoni go to. Love it. Ooh, sweet and salt. Sweet and fruity. <laughs> or no, wait. <sighs> fruity and tootie. Okay. So Katie, <laughs> Katie gets upset, storms up to her room, and then she starts packing Tom's things. I mean, she turned on him yes. on a damn dime. I said, you want to marry this man? You saw him hug your sister. And I mean, we're not talking lower back hug. We're not talking (laughs) arms around the waist. There is nothing about this hug. And Katie literally said, pack your things and go. So she throws him out of the room. And this is when I clocked that the call off the wedding wreath is still on the door. And it's like, well, maybe that's a bad (laughs) omen. Okay. 
So Katie starts just, I mean, word vomit all over Heather and just like unloading all of life's issues onto Heather. And Heather takes this as a moment to be like, hey, maybe you suck. Listen to this. Katie, I think you might have some trust issues. What do you mean? Well, you don't trust me either to do my job correctly. That's not true. Katie, you micromanage me all the time, which makes me feel like I can't live up to your standards. It's like you're up here and everyone else is down here. Where is this even coming from? I would never, ever want to make you feel that way. Well, you do. And like right now, I don't know whether I'm saying this to you as your friend or as your assistant. Why would you say anything at all? Heather, I don't have anywhere to get married, which probably doesn't matter because I'm thinking of calling the wedding off and losing the love of my life. Whose mom hates me and hates my drug addicted sister even more? Who's here trying to rebuild our relationship while popping pills and starting fights and falling down? Do I not have enough going on for you? This just couldn't have waited until we were back in LA. Okay. See, and I'm gonna tell you this, toxic friend group okay this goes back second this is why i did not have a bridal party all right i feel like you got enough i personally feel like i got enough to deal with my family in town i don't need to deal with this interpersonal drama between women somebody who's been your assistant for how many years secretly been resenting you this whole time and you've been sending her on errands but you made her a bridesmaid no no one has time for all these layers and levels okay and then i do want to ask you did you have any bridesmaid drama leading up to the wedding? Did CJ have any groomsmen drama? What do you think? Perhaps, yes. Well, Based on Megan's face. I was supposed to have eight bridesmaids, and I had seven. Oh! When did that eighth person drop? Like, how close to the wedding? Uh, after the bachelorette party. Wow, so close. My bachelorette party was a few months before. It was like three months before. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So not totally, but... Oh, yeah. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. That's a whole other series. Well, here's my question. Is that your lifetime script? Maybe. We are now on better terms, but yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you if there's been healing or if it's you just uh, stop talking. The healing has begun. The healing has begun. Wow, Mm -hmm. wow, wow. Did CJ, now, you know, you might have, I'm sure you brought this up on the pod. Again, we've celebrated 100 beautiful episodes. I remember just, again, you telling me at the time, Megan and I weren't close at this time, guys, so I wasn't invited to the wedding of the century. So, you know, the last, the pre-COVID hurrah, we weren't there yet. We weren't there yet. Who knew just a year later, you know, we become thickest thieves. Didn't CJ, though, I remember, didn't he, like, break his ankle or something very close to the wedding? He sprained his ankle at his bachelor sprained. party um, trying to dunk when he was, like, had probably had two beers. And it's he can't dunk. Let's dunk. just be honest. The man can't dunk. And so he he rented a house that had a basketball court for his bachelor party. But, like, the basketball court, it, like, ended right where the court ended. And then there was, like, a drop-off. And he fell off <gasps> the drop-off. Yeah. And so oh my God. I, like, we were on a boat. And then my, one of my bridesmaids was, like, um, yeah, so CJ's in urgent care uh, because my bachelor part, my bachelorette party and his bachelor party were the same weekend. And I was like, mm. so he was, um, if we had had, if, if we had done it closer to the wedding, he would have been scooting on down the aisle on one of those little scooters. Right, right. Okay. So, but it was farther enough that he was already, I mean, I do remember the pictures. Obviously he was dancing and stuff, but I didn't know if he was like 
um, painkillers. No, or he was. But um, okay, he had healed up by he then. He was on that scooter for a good long time. Good long time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should see Megan's face. Meg, you know what? Megan loves him. She said, I'm going to let this go. But I know you were mad because I remember you talking about it on stage. Because yeah. it was like, you have jobs to do and now you can't do that. Oh, when I saw, when I was pregnant, there was a man in the waiting room with his wife. So I go, okay, good. That's nice. And he was on crutches and his eight month pregnant wife had to get up and open the door for him. And the looks that the pregnant women were giving this man, I, I, like <laughs> you want to talk about killing someone and getting away with it. We all could have like, I, I was just like, I don't know what this man did. He could have been saving an entire school bus full of children to be injured while your wife is pregnant. Take yourself out, send your, go home to your home where you grew up and send your mom out to help her because <laughs> you're you're dead weight. You're dead weight. A friend of ours who will be at our wedding, one of Andy's close friends, he had a friggin' newborn. He had to come to LA for work. His dumb ass decided to rent a bird scooter, fell in the street, broke his wrist, and then had to just go home. And then his wife is like, I have a newborn. I can't take care of you. No. And you only got one good hand. And you can't help. He couldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. It's like he's got one good hand, so he can't help her. She's like, I ain't got time for you. And I said, why would he get on the bird scooter in the first place? I was like, did you not want to succeed? You know what, you guys? We got to take a break because I'm already off on a whole other tangent. And I got to get myself right and get back into the movie, okay? So we're going to take a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We're back. I'm still mad at men. <laughs> I'm still mad at men. Katie's still mad at Connie. All right. <laughs> Katie's hiding under the covers like a toddler. Connie comes to apologize to her. She says she even secured a venue. The hotel ballroom happened to be available. I said, bless, bless. But then Katie accuses Connie of trying to get with Tom and she confronts her about the pill bottle. And Connie's like, those are not my pills. I didn't try to get with your man. <laughs> and of course, Katie doesn't believe her. And so while that relationship is further fracturing, Tom and his mother are bonding. Tom, Tom's mom at first is like, Katie is not right for you. And Tom is standing up for her, talking about how much he loves her. And then Mrs. Lynn is like, then you must go to her. Yeah. I'm I'm honestly shocked Tom was standing up for her because it's like she did throw <laughs> you out of your suite last night. <laughs> like Exactly. That's how I felt too. I was like, I don't know how you're so like certain about this girl when she literally accused you of cheating with her own sister. And you were like, I thought we were getting married on Friday. Like, it's crazy. And then while that's happening, Katie and Amanda are hanging out in a pool. And Amanda, she ain't helping nobody, okay? She's like, you know what? Tom is maybe a liar too. And she's like, you can never trust Connie. Like, Amanda's stirring the pot. She is adding seasonings. And then she's like, we need to have fun. And then we cut to the bachelorette party. I was going to say, this is the saddest bachelorette party we've ever seen. Heather is not there. Connie is not there. They are at a bar. Now, there is a stripper pole. And there is a male stripper. And when I saw this male stripper, I 
this is not, I don't know. I go, oh, they went. He's a twink. They went to a gay he's bar. He's a twink. They went to a gay yeah, bar. Yeah, he's a twink. Which is like, lots of people do that. I went, I've been to drag shows for about trip parties. I love, like, we go out in West Hollywood. Like, I love a go-go boy. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fun. I'm glad Hot Springs has a gay bar. No, yeah. no, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is a straight bar. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. This, and this is this, apparently a straight man. <laughs> this is a well. He didn't have to be straight, but he is grinding up on Katie, the bride to be. And I said, you know what? I would give anything for a psycho stripper right about now. I miss the psychos, the psycho strippers. I'm like, give me a fireman, not a maybe camp theater director. I mean, he is in like boy short, like girls' boy shorts. It's all crazy. And when you think it can't even get crazier, guess who comes out to do a surprise strip tease? Groom Tom. Uh, I, I, I'm speechless. I'm speechless. At this moment, I needed to write to you in the notes, Naomi. Can you imagine Andy coming out so doing a surprise strip show for you and your friends. Andy wouldn't even strip for me in our own home. <laughs> okay? He won't. Honey, I mean, I could not believe it. And especially given that they had been, like, fighting. You know what I mean? And she kicked him out. I was like. They hadn't talked since. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, is this how they make up? When his mom said go to her, I don't think this is what she meant. She did. She didn't mean go strip for her. This is a real modern Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> you know, you must go to your love. And he said, okay, I'll go to the Hot Springs go-go bar. And the thing is, Katie loves it. And so now their wedding's back on. <laughs> that's all it took. That's Just a little all, striptease. That's all it took. And Tom isn't particularly good at it. But it's the thought that counts. It's the thought. Exactly. And then after the striptease, which is a success, Tom meets up with Connie, who gives him flowers and chocolates to give to Katie. So They're her like she's favorites. To help. They're her favorites. Right. And so, and then Tom leaves them outside of her room. And Katie, like, opens the box. She eats a chocolate and very quickly breaks out in hives. We learn she's allergic to nuts. But here's the thing. And this is how I would do, like, Katie, she's literally, like, could be possibly dying. And she has the wherewithal and the focus. She like calls the front desk and says, oh, get me an ambulance. I'm having an allergy attack. Someone needs to help me. So I'm like, okay, she's going to make it. She's going to make it. Mm -hmm. But she can't find her EpiPen. Oh boy. So it's like, oh my God. And I'll tell you this, they didn't plant the nut allergy. That's exactly what it. I was thinking. I was like, oh my God, we did not get up. Well, you know, I'm allergic to nuts at the birthday party <laughs> to be like, when are the nuts coming? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there wasn't that. And then, of course, Katie's in the hospital. Yep. And she's she's going to be okay. But now Katie has a whole nother nemesis. Okay? Listen to this. How quickly Katie's ass turns. Katie, Connie picked up the chocolates for Tom. But I don't see a reason she'd want to hurt you. Maybe the, maybe the shot made a mistake. How long were they sitting outside my door? Was Heather anywhere near them by chance? Why? We had a fight last night. And she didn't show up to my bachelorette party. Oh. Um, no, no, I didn't see her. I'm so incredibly sorry for not trusting you. And if I hurt you or made you feel like I was pushing you away, I'm so sorry. No need to apologize. 
Well, I'll leave you two alone. Okay, so now it's Heather's fault. Now it's Heather's fault. And then Amanda's like, I'm gonna leave you two alone. And it's like, yeah, you're leaving him alone to plan some more destruction, okay? Because I know it's Amanda. I know it's Amanda at this point. Of course, but Amanda throws, like, Connie under the bus. But then Katie's like, no, I think it's Heather. Like, it's like, she's just, <laughs> she, everyone in her bridal party is a suspect for her attempted murder. Toxic friend group, okay? Oh. Will you, will you believe everyone did it. So then later, Katie's out of the hospital, and now they're, like, gonna go do more events. And it's like, cancel. Cancel the wet. Like, what? The, enough has happened now. Uh, she shouldn't be like. Once the bride has to go to the hospital the day before the wedding, we might need to push. We really might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta push when the bride is on an IV drip. You do. So, but no, they, the show must go on. And so they're getting ready to go to the rehearsal dinner. Heather comes out, who was not at the bachelorette party because they'd gotten in that big fight, and Katie's like. Did you try and kill me? Like, just, and Heather's <laughs> like, listen, we got in one fight, but I definitely did not try and kill you. And Katie's like, I guess good enough for me. Get on the bus. Like, it is so. <laughs> if I was Heather, I would be filing a complaint with the city. I would sue Katie for every dime she got in her little business. And I would be done with her. How you gonna say, did you try to kill me? And Heather's like, girl, what? Yes. And then Katie's like, okay. I'm like, this woman's unhinged. She cannot be trusted. You cannot have her paying your bills. She's terrifying. So they get to the waterfront area for the rehearsal dinner. Connie comes up. She's not going to the rehearsal dinner. Like, at this point, Katie has been like, you tried to kill me in the lobby in front of everybody. And so Connie's like, I'm out. But she comes because she's like, listen, something is not right. Those were not my pills. Those chocolates did not have nuts in it. I am not trying to hurt you, but someone is trying to hurt you. Mm-hmm. And guess who pipes up hella quick? I mean, and I mean, this is, I didn't even want to play, I didn't want to play it because it was like so mean. It like really upset me. Yeah. The way Amanda just like, she just rips into Connie and is like, you're a drunk and a drug addict and the only thing Katie needs protecting from is you. It's like, oh God. I was like, it was just like so terrible. And then Katie just literally like turns around. Again, Yeah. that's why they're friends because Katie's one of those spineless people and Amanda's the person who'll, who'll tell a stranger off for no reason. And so Katie, like, lets Amanda do those things for her. Yes. And I I think she's even worse than spineless. I think she wants those things said and done and then gets to see him back and go, um, that's Amanda said that, not me. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, you were having Amanda do your dirty work. So, yeah, the way they treat Connie's addiction in this is so mean. I do not know people that respond this way to right. Addicts. Like it's, it's like we all know the, someone who has passed away because of addiction. Like you can't just be like, you're trash, get out of here. Like it's like that's exactly. not gonna exactly. work. So they go into the rehearsal dinner and they it's like on a boat. Like, um, I don't, it's it, like a pier. It's yeah. Very, well, I, the first thing I saw was COVID safe because yes. it was a very outdoor, outdoor venue. Like, it looked mm-hmm. almost like a very like rustic, like a restaurant on the pier. Hush puppies. Where you getting some crab. When I saw yep. it, I go, we got hush puppies here. We got tartar sauce. We got hush puppies and we got food in those little red baskets. So I'm happy yep. too. So Katie and Tom are taking photos like right along the water's edge. And Katie lightly leans onto a banister and fully falls in the water. I immediately started to laugh. <laughs> and then they're all yelling, wait, Katie can't swim. And it's like, Man, that's what I screamed. That's what I screamed. I said, this bitch, she can't eat nuts. She can't swim. She got to learn to take care of herself. You have to pick an ailment. And I'm not you saying do. that not swimming is an ailment, but it basically is. <laughs> like, it basically is. Well, it is if you go stand on the ledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't swim, you need to be walking around with water wings because 
it makes no sense. Tom has to jump in the water to get her, which he does without a second thought, okay? Yeah. Then Heather has to give CPR. I mean, it takes a village to keep this girl alive. And then she turning on everybody for the slightest infraction. And the thing is, she had thrown Tom out of her life and Heather out of her life. Thank God they're there because they saved her life. Yes. So Katie starts breathing because Heather saved her life. And then we see like two screws on the ground and Amanda like quickly pulls them up. And so it's showing us like, the ledge was tampered with. So Katie and the group get back to the hotel and Connie is leaving because they weren't supposed to be coming back at this time. So Connie's trying to like sneak out in the dead of night. Katie sees Connie and is like, it was you. I know you tampered with the Hush Puppy restaurant and I'm, (laughs) and I'm calling the police and I'm filing a report. Okay. And then the whole group is quick to be like, file the police report. This group of people, I've never hated a group so much. I've never hated the entire collective as much as I do with this movie. And it makes me wonder, are we supposed to like Katie? Because, like, technically she is the quote-unquote protagonist of this film. She is Uh the leading uh lady. And she has zero redeemable qualities. Correct. Besides the fact that both of her parents have died. You know, and I guess you go, (laughs) well. Is that redeemable? It makes you go, "Eh, I feel bad. I feel a little bad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meanwhile, Connie goes back to the candy store to verify that there were no nuts in the chocolate. She's like, I got to clear my name. Mm-hmm. And then it's great because we just see one line from a man who just goes, <laughs> there were no nuts. And it was like, great. And then as she's like in the candy store, she sees Tom and Amanda walking down the street. So I'm assuming this is one of those hot springs of the town where like the nice hotel is next to the nice candy store and the nice bar. And it's like, it's like all one spot. It's I'm like, what are they doing? It's solving. Very solving Main Street energy. And so... Connie, like, leaves and tails them, follows them to a bar, and she's like, it's funny, I love the way people have magic hearing in movies, because Connie is sitting in, like, a booth, like, at least, like, five tables away, and yet she hears the conversation perfectly. And we're at a bar, so it's like, you know there's music, you know there's people being allowed, you know there's hot springs chitter-chatter happening. Exactly, and... And, you know, Tom and Amanda are talking and Amanda is very cleverly planting seeds of doubt. She's suggesting they call off the wedding for now. And then she drops this bomb. Listen. Do you remember the night I introduced you to Katie? Of course. How can I forget that? Well, there's something about that night that you don't know. Okay. What is it? I meant to set Katie up with Anton. <laughs> Wait. What? 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 Why? Because I thought you felt the same way I did. Don't make me spell it out. I love you, Tom. I've loved you since college. And then she kisses him. And she's like, come on, Tom, you know. It's like, he obviously doesn't know he's marrying your best friend. Like, she's like, don't make me spell it out for you. And it's like, Tom doesn't know. I I suspected this. I suspected this. That it was her liking him the whole time. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't see her liking him the whole time. But what I will say, what I love about this moment, though, you guys, she's kissing him. Connie has got that camera phone up and yep. she is filming this whole thing. I yep. say, yes, Connie. I say, one, two, three, four. You get in there, you open that passcode and you film this insanity. I'm wondering if she, this could be a good origin story for her to become a 
private investigator, a la mm. the woman who sinned, because she was like, remember, I'm I'm 119 days sober. And I'm like, I think. I think Connie's got a future in this. Okay, so Tom Tom pushes Amanda away. He's like, no, I don't feel that way. And it's like, yeah, duh, Amanda. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Connie, uh, you say it. Well, look, she does. I said, Connie, this, this is one of the rules, okay? When we get to episode 200, I got some new rules, okay? <laughs> Call me Dua Lipa. I got new rules. Because Connie do this damn thing that every fool does. Connie goes by herself to Amanda with the evidence, y'all. Never go to crazy with the proof of the crazy. Mm -hmm. They're going to lash out and silence you. And that is what Amanda does. She immediately starts throwing shit around the room. She starts wrestling with Connie. Then she makes a call downstairs being like, I'm being attacked. Mm -hmm. You see what Amanda doing? So that the room is going to look all crazy and Mm -hmm. like it was vandalized. And then, y'all, she takes Connie's phone. So that's just one. She's got the phone and we all know she knows the passcode. Then she breaks a bottle. Amanda breaks a bottle and then cuts her own chest with the broken bottle. I mean, I was, that was haunting. I know. And I do think event planners do see a lot of things. And I was like, I think Amanda's lipped. Like, I think Amanda has like bar fought a mother of a bride, like in in a parking lot, like, you know, smashed signature cocktail over a head. Like Amanda does not play. So hotel security comes up, takes Connie away. She's kicking and screaming like, no, I'm being framed. And Katie has come in at this point and she notices that Connie's phone is in Amanda's back pocket. So she clocks that. That's a little nugget for later. But it's like she clocks that and then it feels like that, that tiny detail. Tiny. Is the only thing she needs to start questioning Amanda. Because the next day, Katie meets up with Amanda and is like, why did you have Connie's phone? You know, like she kind of, and then Katie gets Connie's phone back. And then obviously there's been some sort of communication that we don't see because, of course, the video that Connie took and told Amanda all about is no longer on the phone. Katie goes to Connie. She's like in a holding room at the police station. (laughs) And she just walks right in with the phone and she's like, the video's not there. What's going on? And then she's like, well, did you back, does it back up to your other devices? I I love when we bring the cloud into a mystery. I know, I know. Because I'll tell you, I got nothing backed up nowhere. Me Okay, I got nothing backed up. So Connie's like, yeah, it could maybe be on my iPad. So Katie goes to Connie's hotel room to see if the video is on her tablet. And... She grabs it. And I'll say this. I wasn't sure that this was all going to happen. Because remember, I thought Connie had left. Like when she was walking out before Katie was like, I'm pressing charges. So I was like, maybe Connie was like, I'm just trying to avoid them. But I'm still going to stay in the hotel. I didn't even know. I'm getting in the weeds. Who cares? She goes into Connie's hotel room to see the videos on the tablet. She grabs it. And Amanda's like right outside the Mm -hmm. room wearing that white dress that makes me so mad. Mm -hmm. These bridesmaids are all in white. And Katie sneaks away from her and is able to see the video. And she hears Amanda being like, I'm in love with you, and then kissing him. But then Katie's like, okay, I'm going to play it cool. How do I do this? She manages to sneak the tablet to Heather mm-hmm. and is like, take this to the police station. Mm-hmm. And I don't, look, I'm no lawyer, but I don't know how the video of Amanda kissing Tom is proof that 
Connie didn't attack Amanda. I, I think. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it doesn't at all. I think Heather goes in and is like, listen, this is my friend's about to be husband and this is her maid of honor. And the police are like, oh, charges dropped. Like, they're just like, <laughs> Amanda, you messy slut. You know, like, it, they're not even, they're, they're not even related, the situations. Right. But it gets Connie out of jail. And Katie finally confronts Amanda, who I'm sure she's hated for years anyways. <laughs> but also, like, she confronts Amanda as she's, like, zipping up her dress. Oh, yeah. And they're alone. In you know the what room. I mean? Like They're alone. They're alone. I'm like, I'm like, is this the time? Is yeah. this it? Listen. Amanda. I know it was you. Katie, my gosh. It took you long enough. I want you to get out. I don't want you anywhere near this wedding. There's not gonna be a wedding, Katie. I tried to make it easy. Okay, so as Amanda's doing all this, she lights a candle and then she just nonchalantly sets curtains on fire and locks Katie in a room and then stuffs a towel underneath the door so no oxygen can get into her. And Katie's just standing there. She is not tied up. She is not <laughs> no. chloroformed. She has not been bonked on the head. She has not been pinned underneath anything. She's just standing there watching Amanda do all this like, huh, I wonder why she's setting the room on fire. Well, I guess I'll stay in here and find out. <laughs> and then, But then we see Amanda locks the door from the outside. But I don't understand why Katie is not able to open the door from the inside. <laughs> and then she like, really can't open it because she pulls the doorknob off. <laughs> oh, God, is that what she did? It was crazy. The room is, like, engulfed in flames around her. And then Connie and Heather, you know, because Heather just sprung Connie out of jail. <laughs> they come back to the hotel, and they're, like, knocking on the door. And then Connie has to kick the door open. So not down, okay? We're not saying, but she, like, pretty much kicks a hole in the door big enough for Katie to climb out. And then the three of them run outside. And of course, the whole hotel is being evacuated because there's like a giant fire in one of the rooms. So big everyone's fire. running out. And this is this is the second wedding venue too. So it's like, <laughs> well, now we've got the second one, wedding venue torched. Exactly. And then Katie and Tom, they see each other. They embrace outside. And it's like, okay, they're free. All is well. And then, out of nowhere... Amanda bum rushes Katie in the street and starts to choke her. Strangling her on the ground. Strangling her. With emergency professionals everywhere. Just, <laughs> you know, sirens, flames. And we just got one woman in a white dress on top of another woman in a white dress strangling her. Tom, he gets knocked down. He's no help. And then, He's no help. Tom gets knocked out. Finally, who is able to run in and save the day is Connie, who pulls Amanda off right as the cops come. Well, of course, their timing is impeccable. And so Amanda's put in a cop car, not taken away. No. Said, Let's put you in a car for now. We got other stuff to do, <laughs> but you're just going to be sitting here for a bit. And Katie walks over to the to the car and, you know, she 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 wants an explanation, rightly shut. And Tom is like, don't go over there. And she's like, I have to know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Listen to this. How could you do this to me? I don't understand. You were my best friend. Really? Was I? You didn't even notice that I was madly in love with Tom. How could I possibly have known that you were in love with him? You never said a word about how you felt. You should have noticed. He was all I talked about, Katie. 
I thought you were buddies. <laughs> he was more. He was the love of my life. He was all I had. And, and when he met you, I, I thought it's okay, you know, it's just a fling and it'll pass. And when it didn't, I thought maybe I could stop the wedding. I, I, I couldn't stand the thought of you actually going through with it. So you tried to kill me. Things got out of control. Out of control? I almost died. I didn't want to lose him. I couldn't. And now you've lost everything. I hope you get the help you need. I truly do. Okay. Uh, well, 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 well. I honestly don't know if any of our Lifetime films, we've lingered so much at a crime scene. Like, we're really there. You know, I was doing a show in the basement of a Barney's Beanery this weekend, and there was a man heckling, being crazy. And then apparently he went upstairs, and we heard, it, like, you know, it just sounded like stools moving. He, he had to be pinned to the ground and escorted out. And then when I went out to my car, there were four cop cars blocking my car in, and the man was just sitting in one of the cars in the back seat. So I could have, and I had seen this movie at then. I'm like, I could have gone up to him and gone, how could you do this to me? I don't understand. You were my best friend. <laughs> oh, my God. So after this friendship is over, we cut to what I described as a beautiful COVID-safe outdoor wedding. Katie's being zipped up. And at first, I'm like, I don't like this dress. But then we widen to see that she's being zipped up by Tom's mother. And it's her dress. You didn't realize why she, you didn't realize that that was Mrs. Lynn's dress. I did not. I already don't oh. like Katie's taste from the first, from the beginning of it, you know? Because I was like, why is going? But then when it's Mrs. Lynn's taste, you go, no, it's chic. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll allow it. Because at first, I, was, I go, why is she trying to, I was like, Katie, why are you like trying to give us an Asian moment with this dress? I was like, and, but then I see Miss Lynn. I was like, okay, so the mother has given her a dress. Because I said, Katie, stop it, honey. I don't know if you're trying to get on the mama's good side or you're trying to show us you got style, but this is not it. But then what I see is Mrs. Lynn's dress. Yeah. I've said, absolutely. And then Mrs. Lynn apologized for being mean to her. And it's just like, you know, I miss my son. I felt he was being taken away from me. And they have an embrace. And I'm like, okay, great. And then Connie comes in. And if she ain't looking like a damn bride in a wedding gown. Yeah. They're still all wearing white. They're still all wearing white. Yes. And I really was livid because I thought, like you, maybe that was Amanda's doing since she wanted to be with Tom so bad. No. That I thought with Amanda dead, perhaps we would now all be wearing a nice, you know, navy mm -mm. or a coral or something. Or if one of your bridesmaids tries to kill you, maybe you just don't have bridesmaids anymore. <laughs> but no. She said, I still got them. They're still wearing white. I am. Um, Connie is looking great. Connie is sober. And to be, I mean, framed for trying to kill your sister multiple times and make it through that sober, I think there's no hill she can't conquer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is the end our of the film. <laughs> the end of the film. Now, you know, we haven't done it in a minute, but, I, you know, this is a movie for me that is ripe for a real hero, real yeah. villain scenario. Because yeah. mm -hmm. obviously Amanda is our villain, but at the same time, there are so many other wrongdoers mm -hmm. in this motion picture. Mm -hmm. Off the top of the, who would, just one name, just one name, who would be your, the real villain of this motion picture for you? Katie. 
She is the number one ultimate villain. I despise her. I don't like the way she looks at people. I don't like the way she treats people. I hope Heather does file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. And I'm struggling to even find a hero. Honestly, Mrs. Lynn. I think Mrs. Lynn was right in all of her assessments. Her home is lovely. I loved all of the chic outfits she wore. I'm sad Mr. Lynn is no longer with us. And yeah, and and I I mean, who do you think is is another villain? Well, uh, we already clocked it, but you know, it's really important to just talk about yes, uh, the venue owner uh, of the venue that was vandalized, who literally just said bye, bitch. And I said, I'm sorry, that's not how this works. You know, someone who's in the depths of all this, there are contracts, there's signage. You make this right. Connie mm-hmm. was not wrong. I'm also gonna say, you know, I can't get over Jamie reaching into Connie's purse. And pulling mm-hmm. out stuff. Mm-hmm. So Jamie's pretty bad for me oh, as well. Because mm-hmm. even when Heather tries to talk to her, she's like, she's like, well, are you an assistant or are you a friend? Like, Jamie's messy too. Yeah. Jamie's messy too. So they're all bad. And then I think, you know, a heroism to me is in Heather. You know, in Heather, you know, Heather was point blank accused of trying to kill somebody. And she said, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> and I said, thank you. And then just said, and now I will go to your rehearsal dinner. <laughs> you know, I will get my Alaskan king crab legs and I will... And then I will give you CPR too. And give you, I will save your life. And it's like, after you said I tried to kill you. Thank God Katie wasn't also allergic to shellfish because she would have gotten the transfer from Heather's lips and then it's a wrap. <laughs> so, yes, I just, you know, you know, as I watch this movie, I just say, there before the grace of God go I. You know, I am, I may, this weather in LA, I may have to spend a whole bunch more money on a damn tent. Tents are expensive. They're expensive. It's also like, I like the look of the venue and now you won't see that. So I'm just praying that hopefully this weather all stops by March 4th and I can just have one day. We'll pray to the lifetime gods. We have to pray the lifetime gods. So you guys, I'm going to be taking a little break because it's about to get hectic. But you know what? You know what? (laughs) Megan is set, okay? (laughs) Because we've brought in a host for her, a co-host. Yeah. You know, I'm her wife. Mm-hmm. So what better co-host than her actual husband? And my actual husband for a film that is called Betrayed by My Husband. He's going to think I'm bringing him in here and it's some sort of trap. And guess what? <laughs> it is. Okay. So Gabrielle is devastated by the loss of her husband, Parker, after a tragic kayaking accident on their anniversary trip. You know we are against activities. This yes, is a, yes. we are a podcast that supports laying, sitting, yes. yes, and and floating, not kayaking. But all I'm I'm sad for Gabrielle and Parker. I go on. When suspicious details surface about his death, Gabrielle becomes the number one suspect in his murder. She must mm. now race to prove her own innocence and unravel the plot before it claims her as another victim. Okay, okay. Now this is going to be a good one. I cannot wait for guest hosts and full-time husband CJ Toledano to weigh in. I'm going to tell you right now, I think that Parker faked his death. Yeah, and is framing her. We're talking we're talking double jeopardy style. Exactly. So, I'm just saying that you guys are someone who hasn't seen it and I probably won't see it. Okay? I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. I'm going to be busy. I'm going to be busy. You're not going to watch this. You're not going to put it on at the rehearsal dinner while you fall over <laughs> a banister into We don't even have water here. We might after this week. Exactly. Oh god. So, you can watch Betrayed by My Husband with your existing Lifetime Movie Club subscription or you can start an account today by going to Lifetime movieclub.com slash podcast and get a free seven-day trial. Okay? So no excuses. 
you watch Betrayed by my husband. Then you find out if Megan is being betrayed by her husband. And then That's by the time right. you see me, I'll have a husband to betray me. So it's wow. all full circle. It's all full uh, circle. And that, you you want a husband just so you can be betrayed by one. Like, let's be honest. Absolutely. That's the American dream. Um, Naomi, we will miss you. We wish you so well. I know on behalf of all the listeners that we're so excited. I will be there on the ground. I will be going live on Instagram at multiple times. Okay, um, go live. Go to, live, Megan. To bring you the looks, to be interviewing Naomi's mom. I will <laughs> be, um, what is it when they lift people up on chairs? Are you doing that? I will be. Oh, yeah, the horror. We're doing the horror. I'll yes, be doing, I'll be live during the horror just so everybody <laughs> can feel like they're at the ceremony and the reception. Oh, my God. Gorgeous. All right, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime movie is produced by Aisha Jordan. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. Copyright 2023 a e Television Networks, LLC. All rights reserved. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.